Hello. 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 Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Good. We finally connect. <laughs> we did. We did. Okay. How was your day? Uh, good, good. Uh, with my new job, I'm, uh, I have Thursdays free to still, still teach my back-to-back Zumba classes. So I did that this morning and uh, went off to the Y and showered and changed. And now I'm having a smoothie and enjoying the afternoon and talking to you. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, how do you exactly pronounce your name? I apologize. That's okay. Uh, Philippa. Okay, I was like, I think that's how I, that's how I was saying it, but then I was like, I'm not 100% sure, and I don't well, want to get on there. Well, you, you know what, if you want to make a joke, I mean, my, my nickname, the official nickname is Pippa, you know, as in Pippa Middleton, you know, like P-I-P-P-A, so if you Pippa? want to call me Pippa, but you can, if Philippa is what I go by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. I'm just going to do my little introduction, and then we're going to get started on the questions, okay? Okay, sounds good. Alrighty. Hi everyone, this is Candace Axford and this is Positive Spark Plug and today I'm talking to Philippa and we are going to get into her journey on health and fitness, Zumba and her weight loss journey. <laughs> to begin, can you tell me about yourself? Yes. Uh, wow. Let me see. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, let's start with my wellness journey. Um, I, as you know, um, I've lost over a hundred pounds and I've kept it off now for gosh, about, uh, almost six years now. And it really started with a full awareness, um, while I was at work. And I'm going to mention this because it's, it's, it's relevant to the career that I path that I'm on now and the job that I'm doing. Um, I was 41. I don't mind sharing my age and I ended up sort of slowly starting to realize that I wasn't myself. And from that, I simply mean I was, you know, eating all the wrong foods. I was feeling sluggish. I wasn't, I was a very positive person, but my energy level wasn't matching that. And within the distance, I saw the YMCA and I joined there, joined the AquaFit, decided to get my heart strong, felt comfortable in that gym environment with the people, with the instructors two years um, through a variety of group fitness classes and I lost my weight and from there uh, pretty much uh, started volunteering as a fitness instructor got certified trained uh, through the YMCA and I started to teach uh, what they call their Reba program but I from that I went and got Zumba certified and uh, went back to school uh, started to do a graduate program uh, in workplace wellness, and uh, now uh, for the Scarborough Rouge Hospital System, permanent part time. I'm happy helping about about five thousand employees on their wellness program. So it's quite been quite a journey for me and uh, a life changing. But uh, I feel I'm in the right place finally. That's awesome. Um, so besides just kind of at your work, are there any, um, other signs or maybe symptoms, um, that kind of 
got you really thinking about um, needing to to lose that weight, um, to to bring in that healthy lifestyle. Like, what changes have you have you made, and um, what struggles like do yeah. you face? Like, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm assuming losing that 100 pounds and keeping it off is definitely not easy. There's probably Absolutely. lots of struggles. Yeah. Uh, and how, how do you face those struggles to this day if you still have them? Or what struggles maybe um, have passed now? They, they might not be as, as much of a struggle now because you've kind of worked through it. And how do you work through Well, those? actually, I think that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is once I got onto that path of losing the weight, you know, I was in that routine. I had a, at the time I was still working full time in my travel job. And so I had like that, that nine to five days. So I pretty much had my own schedule set. You know, I knew what days I was going to the gym. I had it every, everything done. As soon as I changed my job, went back to school, changed. And then I realized I lost the weight. Great. It was like, Oh, okay. I was teaching, I was doing all this cardio, I was Zumba, it was all Zumba, I was putting together my program, but then I realized something stopped. Um, I wasn't, I didn't put on weight, muscle toning, I, I lost um, some of my drive to be in the gym, or at the Y, you know, doing my own workouts. So, yeah, I, I'm okay. gonna be honest, it was, it was a challenge because my school schedule, um, having to create choreography for my classes. Um, I needed income. I was, you know, I'd left my full-time job to go back to school and I don't regret, regret any of that. But with that comes a whole, you're out of your routine. You're out of that pattern of behavior that, that, you know, so it was that, Oh, okay. Now I have to maintain, Oh, I have to lose all this weight. I'm kind of at my target weight or where I'm comfortable. What do I do next? So again, again, yep. not somebody that, you know, wanting to go to personal training. Um, I, well, I, I actually, to be quite, I did try that. I tried to work with a personal trainer at the college that, that helped. It actually did. Cause we had a student, you know, um, student life athletic rate or discount in the gym at my college. And that helped a lot, but I was also teaching a lot of Zumba. My knees were starting to hurt. I had a few injuries repetitive strain injuries because you're doing twisting, turning, pivoting, that type of thing. And that was tough because I had to slow down. So, but the ironic thing was I needed to do strength. I needed to get back into, you know, doing squats, doing deadlifts, getting into that muscle fit class. And I wasn't doing that. So between the over rotation, repetitive strain injuries from the Zumba, all the Zumba classes to not being in the gym, it was kind of like, okay, great. And I, I did physio, um, and I actually, I'm going to be totally honest here. I don't think I've admitted this out loud, so I'm going to, you're, you're, you're getting an exclusive, I guess, Candace. You know, I think I felt, I think I felt, oh my gosh, what if I put this weight back on again? I felt like I could do that. There was times I would walk through Walmart to, to when I get my shopping, and I was like there, that sense of here's some comfort during this struggle, you know, yeah. I could slip back into that pattern. And I think at, I wouldn't say that I did, but I think I picked up some snacks that I wouldn't normally pick up. I mean, I've 
my body has has learned to hi i'm back hi i don't know what happened there that's very strange <laughs> all of a sudden you're talking about snacks and then disappeared okay well we can start this again i'm going to assume you'll edit it <laughs> accordingly yeah <laughs> Um, so where did I leave off? Uh, you were talking about walking in the aisles of ah. those snacks that were daunting on you. That's right. So it was that temptation. You know, I was facing repetitive strain injuries. I was facing trying to find a permanent position after, you know, applying for jobs. I was working part-time at Starbucks. I wasn't back in the gym doing my strength training like I knew I should. I had to do. And it wasn't until I left Starbucks and I got more hours, more classes at the city and, and found a really good physiotherapist. So it was, it was almost like the tools I had were, were again, making connections with people that I knew could help me was, and, and, but the number one important thing was me having a conversation with myself and saying, this is not the end of your wellness journey. This is just the beginning. Yes, you've got some repetitive strain. Yes, you've got a whole new routine you're trying to figure out. But you can do it. You just, you have to make choices that, you know, yeah. you know different choices. But there, there are still choices there. So now I have people coming up to me saying, you've lost all this weight. You've lost all this weight. And I'm thinking, I have? And, and it really is the strength training. I, I cannot say enough about women and weights. And I'm not talking about becoming a bodybuilder and having a six pack ab, I'm saying get into the gym. And if, if you can lift three pound weights, great. If you, if you can use your own body weight, even better, but it's not stopping. It's, it's constantly having that conversation with yourself and, and reaching out to the people in your network um, to help. I, for me, physiotherapy, for me, back to the why my Facebook friends and family People like yourself, Candace, you know, I, I see their posts, I see what you're doing here. I mean, all of this makes a difference when somebody is facing that, that choice, that big bag yeah. of family-sized potato chips, or no, I'm going go to go to, to the Y and do a muscle fit class. Uh-huh. So it all comes down, so what I'm hearing is struggles are, are going to arise in yes. whatever journey we set ourselves to it's mm-hmm. um, what I'm hearing from you is the fact that we need to have that real honest conversation with ourselves. Yes. And then we need to reach out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And I think also too, um, I'm a foodie. I am a foodie, but when it's funny, cause I've had this conversation with a few people. Um, I love watching all the top chef, master chef, food network and all of that. And I enjoy food the difference in my thinking or how I approach food is if food is no longer comfort when I'm feeling down or when I want to fill a time or feel a gap, I actually enjoy food more. Um, it's not how much food you eat. It's what you're eating, when you're eating it and who you're with and why you're eating it. Um, I can have a cookie. I can have a butter tart. I can have, steak. <laughs> um, it's everything in its time and place. Um, so it's, it's, again, it's having these being honest, listening to your body, um, recognizing that, that your body sends you cues. 
full, not full, needing protein, needing carbs, needing sugar, needing salt. I have sugar, I have salt. I just choose the places where I can control it. I don't add it. I don't have sugar in my coffee anymore. Um, but I also recognize where there's sugar, where I have no control. And by that, I mean, I'm sitting down at the, at the table with my parents having dinner and my dad will do a curry and he's used to Patak's curry sauce. Well, I know the sugar and so- sodium in that, in that, in that jar. So I recognize, yep. I know, so it's, it's understanding where, what you're eating, where it's coming from. So if you know, if I'm having that, I know not to have an extra cookie, you know, during the day or later that night. It's just, it's, it's awareness. Awareness. I like that. Um, what from all of this journey, starting in your wellness to your weight loss, mm-hmm. what has been the most satisfying or what has been like the most proudest moment that you have felt or have accomplished thus far? Wow. You know what? Um, there's a lot of little moments um, that to me make the big moment. And by that, I mean, I, it can range from me going in to teach um, a, a class at the city or the Y uh, for that matter. And I have a member come up to me and say, I look forward to your class every day or every week. And I know for one hour every week, I can escape my world or I can feel better or I know it's, it's helping to contribute to one of my goals. And I'm not just talking about weight loss. A lot of people do Zumba um, or any class for a social connection just to feel good or to maintain weight, just to, you know, all, everyone has, has a specific reason. Um, and yep. it isn't just about, you know, wellness to me is not just about weight loss and physical activity. It's a lot deeper. It's a lot broader than that um I, yeah so it, it's all those little little moments that come together for myself i think personally the biggest thing now is my position um i've just become the employee wellness program uh coordinator for the scarborough Rouge hospital so i'm looking after you know the employees of three three sites three hospitals in scarborough and i'm super happy about it it's really an accumulation of the direction i've been taking you know, starting at the, at the Y, which is, you know, as my gym, volunteering there and working for the city of Toronto. Then I did, you know, I was at Centennial College doing their wellness program. They couldn't keep me, but now being in the hospital and community health, I think I'm kind of coming full circle. I feel like I'm at the beginning though. I'm not at the end. I'm kind of at the beginning of my, of my journey to help people. And, you know, it's, it's another thing is to just having that conversation you know, I, I've, I've said this before, we plant the seed of wellness. I can't make you lose weight. I can't create you. I can't give you, I can't tell you healthy eating habits. I can, all I want to do or hope to do is to sort of plant that seed of awareness. So, you know, we have a conversation. I tell you about wellness. We talk about whatever your, you know, your, your inquiry is or one of the programs we're offering. But it, it so... If you're on your own somewhere or talking to friends or family, maybe something I've said or, you know, talked about will resonate with you and you'll maybe make a different choice. Maybe you won't have that Big Mac. Maybe you'll have a, a grilled chicken. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, that's really, you know, all I'm hoping to do. Um, so luckily, I just feel really grateful that I have that opportunity now to touch 
so many people in an organization where, you know, we're looking after other people. We're looking after the community. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're connecting. I, I'm a, I believe 100% that um, wellness is definitely not just the physical aspect of lifting those weights or doing those cool Zumba dances. Mm-hmm. It is way rooted deeper. It is your mental health. It yes. is your how you're um, exploring your soul and well and your and your natural being and just really trying to become raw with yourself so that you can be authentic with the world. Yes. And it all starts yes with you be like with you being aware of yourself and yeah having those honest conversations and then reaching out when you are facing those struggles absolutely um and also another thing you got to get out of your comfort zone um yeah it's it's funny i was um telling a, a member that i was quite shy in school and she really didn't believe me and, and uh, you know if you've seen my zumba classes a lot of people wouldn't believe me um and but it's it's I, I mean I never would have thought that I would have been a fitness instructor if you'd asked me 10 20 years ago or, or my career path would have you know when you're in grade eight or grade you know you're asked what do you want to be when you grow up I never would have thought fitness instructor I would never cross my mind I was always a, 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 a big girl I, I from my teens on and as I head to, head into being 47 uh this Sunday <laughs> um it's it's I'm probably, I feel that the healthiest and the wealthiest, and I don't mean financially wealthy, I mean wealthiest in the opportunities I have for myself, for living a longer life, for giving myself that opportunity to, to be part of people's communities and help them. Um, I run into people in the mall, uh, at the community centers, at the hospital. I, I've realized actually the span of, of, people that I've touched or I've met um, I, I, in the hospital, people are like, oh, I know you from the Y or I know you from the city. And it's like, wow. And whether it's a Zumba class or having met me in college or heck, even through my, you know, stint at Starbucks, um, it's, it's, that to me is wellness. Um, and I think it's, it's so important that we, you know, we look at wellness beyond the typical box that we put it in a physical activity nutrition. Um, yes. And food is not the enemy. I have to say this for the record. Food is not the enemy. Eat, enjoy, um, celebrate it. Go to restaurants. Try the fine dining. Try those recipes that you love. It's just you've got to make choices. You just don't have the, you know, deep fried Mars bar every single day. <laughs> not that I've ever had that. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Yeah. Um, but enjoy, um, eat your grand, your grandma's brownies, you know, <laughs> enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. One of, uh, one of my guests, uh, speakers, Shea, um, she's a yoga teacher. And, um, one of her sayings when she, we started talking about nutrition is she's, she says, eat 80% for your health and 20% for your soul. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that. And she said, I don't like cheat. I don't like the word cheat meals because you never feel good when you're cheating or you shouldn't feel good when you're cheating. I would agree with her. And on then that, not yeah. having that feeling when you're eating something that necessarily isn't so good for your body. 
Yeah. It doesn't bring that that joy, that enjoyment of it. So then you have it and then you're craving it again because you didn't really get that that satisfying yeah. feeling of enjoying it because you're like, Oh my god, I'm cheating, I shouldn't have this, oh my god. So then your body and your mind are not triggering that you're actually getting that food that your body is craving so much yeah. or desired to have. And then all of a sudden, two days later, you're craving that extra yeah. deep fried chocolate bar because the first time you did not allow your mind to actually enjoy it. Yeah. So yes, eating health and twenty percent for your soul. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing too is it, even if you feel like you've had a day where you've just eaten badly, and for for that, that's different for everybody. It could mean you had the Big Mac. Um, it could yep. mean that you had supersized fries, you know, or it could mean you had that steak dinner with the butter and, and, and everything else. And, you know, and, oh my gosh, it's not, not a meal you normally have, but you know what? That's okay. Admit it. You did it. But the yep. next thing do another thing I like to say, and I've told this, and this is sort of my mantra, uh, that I'm actually putting up in my office. So I'm actually going to break out the artwork I think, and, and design Hi. this quote myself, but it's basically what I want to leave with your, your listeners and with yourself is we do not fail. We learn. No one fails. Like we learn. I like that. Okay? Because I, yeah, we don't, we, we can't fail because the, we only fail if we don't learn from what we did before. Correct. A hundred percent agree with that. Failure to me is somewhere along the line has become a adult term mm -hmm. and it's I don't know where it came from but I, I made one of my um, episodes is on failure and I was describing um, how failure somehow just gets brought into our lives right around like that that mid-teen kind of again getting into school and those tests are coming but in all reality, you, when you think of it, you like failure is just something we put in our mind because if we would never look at a child that's trying to walk and after the 50th time seeing it fall, go, ah, oh, walking's just not for you. Just yeah, give it up. Exactly. 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 <laughs> we would never tell a child, oh, you can't pronounce that word. Just stop trying to say it. Yes. We encourage, and then it's, it's not until later on in life, for some reason, we're like, you failed. We don't, yeah. And we don't give that, we don't give that correctional way of how they can learn or how they can do things different. We just place that word fail on them, and then they're going, oh, my God. And that's where that depression comes in and that I'm not good enough comes in and stuff like that. So I 100% agree with you. You cannot fail. You just Learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also so important to have people around your life. Um, I know that I, when I was going through my weight loss, and I was meeting a lot of new people, there was a lot of positive energy, I, you know, coming around me. And not just in what I was doing and how I was feeling about myself, but about about people. And I lost some friends and or people I considered friends. And by that, I mean, not to say that to judge them or to judge myself it, it just there's some there's negativity in the forms of friends it could be family even uh colleagues co-workers uh you know just your acquaintances and you kind of go through a cleanse as you're cleansing your body you know um you kind of get to know 
there was one particular friend that was very, I shared negativity at work with, you know, it was always a complaint or something. But then I realized within myself, a lot of what I was complaining about or the little stuff, you know, cause there's never, a job's never going to be perfect politics everywhere and so forth. But a lot of the stuff hit, hit a wall because it was, that, and I, I, I think it's what we now know to be resilience, right? Um, it's, a, yes. you know, how quickly can you bounce back? Well, I was obviously bouncing back from some of this talk or drama or whatever was going on in the office a little bit quicker than say my colleague or friend at the office was. So it got to the point where I was bouncing back or just not letting it, you know, get to me that we kind of parted ways. Our friendship kind of went away and it's sad when that happens, but at the same time, relationships break down or, um, for you know, re- yeah, reasons. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a necessary yeah. um, part of life. It it is getting out of, and it's a part of getting out of that comfort zone mm-hmm. that we, have. we believe that everybody that is with us right now or is good for us, or every, they're in my life, mm-hmm. so they must be good. And you got that comfort of them being there. Rather, they're that person that every time you see them. All they do is leave you energy drain. Yeah. But you still have that comfort of them being there. So it's getting out of that comfort zone of understanding that it's not necessarily that they're in your life. That negativity that they bring to you is not good. It's not a good comfort. You got to get out. Yeah. You got to separate. You got to move part. You got to part ways. And that is a part of life. I'm kind of going through that right now with a friend. Aww. Yeah, it's and it, it's it's tough. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, I've got a birthday coming up Sunday, and my plans have changed. Uh, I was hoping to go to dinner to a uh, a restaurant down downtown uh, with a friend, but you know what? This life has happened. Um, you know, people are busy. It's 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 start of summer and and so forth. But you just you know you get up and go. Um, for me, I'm you know I'm disappointed about change of plans, but then I'm looking to well, I get to go to the gym, I get to, you know, what, what would my normal routine be? And I'd be perfectly happy doing that. It just happens to be a, a, a birthday. So it's, yep. it's, again, it's, it's that constant conversation with yourself and awareness that things may not always go as you've planned or, or as per your normal routine, but it's okay. And it's okay to also be disappointed about stuff and to talk about it. You know, um, there's nothing wrong, you know, negativity without the negative, you can't appreciate have you appreciate the positive you know it's that whole yin yang right you know um you can't have one without the other but uh i agree yeah no it's onwards and upwards <laughs> so speaking of positivity mm-hmm. your is certainly a positive thing it is so much fun <laughs> i am so coordinated for it i mean <laughs> Move and the instructor's switching it, so I'm way behind, but I enjoy doing it, even though I'm still doing the hands up while everybody's shimmying down. <laughs> but it's still a lot of fun. Yes. What, um, what triggered you to start your, your Zumba journey? Like, I know you wanted, you're getting, you wanted oh to gosh. lose some weight and stuff. Yeah. What made you well, choose Zumba? Zumba? Why Zumba? You know, it's funny. I, I think I touched on this uh, in the intro. Um, Zumba came from my time at the YMCA 
Uh, I, I've been a member of the Scarborough YMCA now since 2011, since I started my weight loss journey. And the instructor there um, was number certified. Um, in fact, all the instructors were doing their own sort of classes at bars and plates. Things are, are now changing a bit, but um, I was fortunate enough to, well, I started an aquafit. That was my big thing. So, one of the aquafit instructors told me, get out of the water, time to get on the land, get into the weight classes, you know, do the, uh, the dance classes. So I'm like, okay. So here I am, you know, I'm, I've lost some weight, but I'm like, okay. I'm like towards the back of the class, you know, doing this class, this Zumba class. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right, I can do this. Okay. And then I started to realize I can actually move. My body can actually move. <laughs> Because remember everything, as the weight's losing, as I'm losing the weight, I'm realizing my body can do certain things. I didn't, I, oh, okay, great. So I started to make my way up front, you know, and uh, the why is always is good about, you know, they're volunteer based uh, for all their instructors. So um, I decided like I was, I knew the instructor's routines. I was eager to come to class every week. Um, and I thought, okay. So I started to apprentice. I started to get my basic theory to be a group fitness leader. And uh, yeah, I got certified in actually cardio drum fit originally <laughs> through the Y. And then I thought, you know what? I really want to do this, this dance. I really, really do. So I got into um, the Zumba uh, training out in Oshawa. I remember paying. And this is how much I love Zumba, apparently. <laughs> I paid a cab because I don't drive. So I paid... Um, $100 to get to Oshawa for the day to Legends Arena, spent the day getting certified, and then transited back. And I had the best time. It was absolutely the most amazing training education specialist who said to me, and I'll, I've never forgotten this to this day, because this is, this is what I tell, this is how I design all my programs in my choreography. She basically said, asked one question of all the, the 50 people in the training, is anyone here a performance dancer? Anyone here dance for a living or, and I'm like, oh gosh, no, not me. And I'm at this point, I'm thinking, oh gosh, am I, am I even in the right place? And she said, okay, good. All of you that put your hand up, leave your egos at the door. And what she meant by that was you are not here to dance for yourself or to choreograph for yourself. You are here for the audience, for the participants in your class. Every, I've never forgotten that. And I, even though we get choreography and uh, music from Zumba every month, which is great, it's awesome. Um, yep. We are told, you, if you like a song, you think your class will like it, look at the choreography, use it if you can or if you want to, but teach to your class. So if you need to change a few moves, you change them. So that, that, that is why I love Zumba. That is why I won't um, really teach anything else from a dance capacity. I will continue to be Zumba licensed, even in my role as well as coordinator. Um, and I'll, even if I'm only ever teaching one class a week as my schedule, you know, gets busier and busier with the hospital, that lesson basically uh, married with, with the training I got from the Y basically tells me, what how what a fitness instructor a good fitness instructor should be and that is somebody who's not there for themselves but for the audience for the people in your class so yeah yeah so that's why i love zumba and yeah i'm gonna do it until i can't do it anymore 
And my injuries are all better, just for the record. <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, so when, so going off of you're there for your audience, mm-hmm. uh, what, what do you try to bring to them besides just kind of getting up there and showing the moves? What are you wanting your, what are you wanting your class to take away from you when you come, when they come to that class? That they can do they can do it. They can do anything they put their mind to. People, a lot of people come in and they feel embarrassed and they feel uncoordinated. And I, I'm completely honest with them. Guys, this, any, any choreographed class, you must give yourself at least two or three weeks to learn the choreo. Um, it's like riding a bike. You don't just get on a bike and start going. Like you said, you know, the infant gets up just crawling to walking. It just doesn't happen overnight. Um, so there's honest communication. Um, and from that, if they can, if they can do the routine and they can do something else in life, they can face another goal, whether it's cutting sugar from their diet or making, having that salad once a week, like changing something, doing Zumba, a lot of people get intimidated. They think they have to be dancers and they have to, um, be a, you know, know the choreography before they even start the class. And I try to tell them, no, um, if you can do this, you can do something. You can, you can, if you can make this a goal, or if this is a goal to learn, to get into Zumba once a week, then you can also reach another goal. So I try to, I try to, you know, use the fitness class as, a tool or a vehicle to have for them to have a conversation with themselves to approach other things in life in their own wellness. Because in wellness, some people have financial health goals. Some people it's social health. Some people it's mental health. Like I said, some people it's just a de-stressor once a week. They're, they're what they, what will they, you know, they're happy with their weight. They're happy with their fitness level. They're just literally coming into Zumba to de-stress and to, close off their mind from all that from their work for an hour. So it's really, again, as an instructor being aware, you know, having, and also having that connecting with your, with your, with your students. Um, I hear a lot, some instructors just go in and teach and out. I I'm there before class early. I'm there after I'm there for a few minutes after class. I'm all, you know, if you need to have a chat, you need any comments, feedbacks, let me know. You know, and that's, so it, that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's making them believe or helping them, not making them, helping them believe that they can step out of their comfort zone, that they can, if they can do a Zumba class once a week or learn that new routine I've rolled out, they can apply that same practice into something else of value to them. I like that. Um, so... You're not just a Zumba instructor, you're a Zumba gold instructor. <laughs> yes, I am. I, I teach. What does that mean? <laughs> and what made you uh, go further, like advance further in your Zumba career? Well, I, so basically, Zumba basic is the, is the one everyone does. So that's, you learn all the basic fitness variation moves for the basic merengue, salsa, all the, the Latin dances. Um, 
from there, I actually did the basic two, which is the advanced um, level. So that you learn the belly dance, the flamingo, uh, the other genres that, and what, what they do, just to, just to be very, very clear, Zumba is not, we're not instructional dance teachers. What Zumba has been able to do is take the dance moves and put them into a fitness variation. And it's important to note, because I think some people think Zumba is more instructional dance and some instructors are still of that mindset and that's not correct. Um, we are, my job is to give an aerobic workout. Um, and so I just wanted to make that, that clarification. And from there, um, I, because I, the city has an older adult population, um, the Zumba Gold program, to be clear again, it is marketed at most places for the older adults. So meaning 65, 60 and up. But Zumba Gold is for everyone. And I cannot stress that enough. And I mean everyone from the 20-year-old that's never danced in their life and feels completely uncoordinated and, and just wants to move in a fun way to fun music to someone in a wheelchair who's physically challenged, okay? I've, I, I, when I did my Zumba Gold training and we actually did a full half-hour program in our chairs, it was, oh, wow. it, yes, in the certification. It was one of the most enjoyable programs that I did. And we are now, the, the great part about the Zumba Gold program is I'm able to teach in long-term care facilities or for uh, what, what the industry is, is now calling special populations. So those that are injured or in a wheelchair or, and I'm going to share a really inspirational story that our education specialist uh, shared with us. I thought it was extremely meaningful because this is this is what Zumba does to people Zumba is about the fitness yes the dancing the, the, the movement but it's so much more than that and by that I mean he had um, he was teaching in a long-term care facility and he had uh, a member uh, in a bed she couldn't she was that was her life to be in the bed the only thing she was doing and he couldn't, he couldn't, well, first of all, he didn't see it. He couldn't understand why she would, she, every week she was the, the person support worker rolled her in and he's like, you know, gosh, I wonder why she's here. She can't move. She can't even sit in the chair. Yep. So he finally said, well, I'm just going to go and ask the PSW. <laughs> and, and the PSW said, watch her hands, watch her hands. So her, I know you can't see me, but if you picture your, your, your finger tapping your heart, just across your body. That's all she was doing. Every time the music and they were doing the routines were coming on, she was tapping her, her, her finger. Oh, wow. Exactly. She lived for that class every single week because that finger movement meant so much to her. Yeah. So that tells me that Zumba, that's Zumba Gold. And nice. it's, it's, it's so much more than, you know, than dancing. That's able body. <laughs> yes. Like that, it's, it's that's everybody. what I mean. That is this person's wellness. This is, that's that is what he did. That, you know, it, as an instructor, as a person in wellness, that's what he did. And so that example is, again, that's how I want to help people. It could just be having that simple conversation. I may never meet that person again. 
They may yep. never come to the fitness center. They may never join one of the initiatives in, in the hospital. But it's, it's, it's one person at a time. If, if I talk to yeah. one person today and talk to two tomorrow, great. If I talk to two today and zero tomorrow, that's still two more that I've spoken to in the community. Yep. It's that connection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So with all of your um, certifications and you, you say Zumba sends you some, uh, some choreograph. Yes. How do you come up with <laughs> a routine? Oh, it, you know what? It's, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, the number one thing is I, you learn the song, learn the song, learn the song, learn the song. Um, so what, what part of the song, like the beat, the rit, like the rhythm, the entire like, song, yeah. the entire song. Now, I've had, I, I guess the best way for me to sort of describe how I do things is by what people have told me. Um, I keep it simple. Um, you know, every, you're taught how to sort of, there's certain little squiggly techniques and lines and <laughs> there's, a, there's a process, but I don't really rely on that. I find if I learn the song, every song has a basic eight count for 32 phrase, you know, and it repeats, right? So I try to pick moves that, go naturally with the music um you know obviously respecting a merengue routine i have a salsa routine uh reggaeton uh pop things like that so it's it but for me it's very important every song has a place in the program it's not i'm not a dj (laughs) zumba instructors are not djs right you know we we get we get zen exclusives we get the latest choreography we have collaborations with daddy yankee and megan trainer and things like that that we have access to but I, it doesn't it may not necessarily work for my class and that's okay um so it's it's basically i use the bell curve approach you know i warm you up we take you up a few songs get your heart rate going and just to give you an idea of a regular class uh my heart rate beats per minute can go anywhere from 145 to 160 on the, the peak, peak, peak. And that's my tacky country song, which Candace, you're invited to do anytime. <laughs> and, and then, and then I start, you know, we have recovery songs and so forth. So when I pick a song, it's not just about, Oh, that's the latest one. Everyone's asking me, like, I didn't do Despacito. I did not do Despacito. Everyone's like, nobody complained. I got asked for it a couple of times, but I said, you know what? There's plenty of other instructors that are doing it and they got it. So yeah. I'm not, it's not, I'm not about the trend. I'm about what works for my class. So nice. yeah, so yeah, that's, that's more the way I do it. So choreography, but really learning the song, I don't want a participant to hear me count. And I don't mean not cueing, cueing's different. You can tell when an instructor has just memorized choreography because they're not comfortable with it. You, they're usually offbeat. Um, yeah. So it does take a time. I, Sometimes I'm with my Bollywood routines, for example, I don't know that music. Um, now, Zumba has done a lot of fusions, uh, which is great. But I'll, I'll use Bollywood songs from actual movies that I've heard or I get sent from, from other members. And it takes me a good six 
to 12 weeks sometimes to get into because I'm usually I'm listening I'm on the bus you know when I commute to the centers and to work I'm constantly every song I hear I'm thinking Zumba what can I use that for so sometimes I have to force myself because I'm a big alternative music fan <laughs> and, but I have to actually force myself to get out of my Zumba music um, playlist or practice list and uh, you know actually enjoy music just just listening to music <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I approach my choreography and, and training. Um, I have access to all the Zen music and their choreographies. But again, remembering my education specialist from Zumba, um, who said, you know, teach to your class, not about you. So that's what I do. So it takes me longer to actually roll out choreography. Um, you know, sometimes I'll, every new session at the city, um, I may do two or three songs. Um, but I do, because again, also recognizing the average learning curve for most people, uh, is anywhere between two to, I would say two to six weeks. I think I said two to four earlier, but two to six, um, assuming we don't as instructors change the choreography on you. So we have sessions that go anywhere from nine to 12 weeks. That's that I have to be aware of that because you could all of a sudden learn the routine going because when you learn the routine, your intensity goes up. When you're just learning the routine, you are lower, you're more tentative, you're not moving yep. the way you would as if you instinctively knew what was coming next. Yes. So I'm conscious of that as an instructor to, to, to not change my choreography so quickly. So... You, you were saying, because I was going to ask, mm-hmm. I think of Zumba, I think of yep. a lot of hip, hip movement, yes. a lot of like shoulder <laughs> shaking, but you yes. were mentioning Hollywood and hip hop, how, yeah. <laughs> how do those intertwine with Zumba and like wh- what, makes, um, what makes them different parts of Zumba, but what makes them still Zumba? Well, let me, Zumba has actually, it, Zumba comes from a Latin-based dance, uh, for sure. There's no doubt about it. But Zumba has evolved. Zumba in Turkey is different from Zumba in Canada, is different from Zumba in England, is different from Zumba in Israel, is d- different from Zumba in Romania, is different from Zumba in Japan, is different from Zumba in China. What I'm tr- oh. what the message I'm trying to send to you is, we, we have the basic variations. We have the core. But we, the music th- uh, that we're getting, there are some genres that I've never even heard of. Electro-funk. <laughs> uh, Brazilian funk. I didn't even know Brazilian, ha- you know, funk was. You know. So what Zumba has done has said, it represents the world. One of my proudest comments from a member was, you Every time I come to your class, I get to travel the world for an hour because my music ranges from pop to Bollywood to um, some Latin to merengue to a salsa to a hip hop to, you know, um, I've anything. Um, to, to retro right now I've got maniac from Flashdance, and it's a true Jane Fonda would be proud. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so it's, it's, that's what it is. But again, it's placing songs. The most important part is making sure that they're getting their workout, getting that aerobic intensity that they're, they're, you know, 
they've they've paid for it or they're 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 coming to class for. Nice. Um now you have your Zumba. Mm-hmm. You're into your wellness. Mm-hmm. Now with your wellness, you're trying to reach out to people and you have a blog, correct? I do, and I'm embarrassed to say that I have been so busy with my new job that I haven't kept it up to date as much as I would like. <laughs> But yes, uh, the blog is up. There have I have written a few articles, and uh, uh, yeah, if, if anybody wants to check it out, there's definitely some you know quick tips. I'm still pretty much a, a beginner, an amateur at the whole blog, social media. But uh, it's uh, it was something I created to because I believe in keeping things simple. So you know, keep wellness simple. Keep well simple. Um, is the name of the of the blog my website and it really you know I, I think we tend to overcomplicate things um and I, I we shouldn't we should try not to um I and also we, we need to recognize that the simple things in wellness so you'll see some of my Instagram posts and Facebook statuses and stuff you know are recognizing you know like today for example uh, my gold class um saying me happy birthday <laughs> and, it, and it was the cutest thing it was great it made me feel great because my plans for Sunday have fallen through so in it, you know it was it's a very simple thing but it put a smile on my face it made me feel good and that's something I can take away and that little those moments affect your wellness right yeah. and I think that's probably why I'm such a big fan of Instagram right now I kind of like those pictures that come up, especially the food ones. I'm not going to lie in the restaurant. ones. <laughs> you know, yeah. they just put the smile on your face or they give you that moment um, of, Oh, okay. You know, and maybe it's sometimes that's all you need to get into the next moment. Do you know what I mean? To put that yeah. foot in front of the other. So um, that's kind of how I, I look at wellness. Uh, you know, so many people have asked me, how did you lose the weight? You know, and no, there's no magic formula. There's no magic pill. Um, it just simply, again, I celebrated a lot of the, the small successes, you know, like sit, you know, when you're on the that middle seat, that's always empty because nobody wants to sit in the middle seat. Well, when I was 260 pounds, I really didn't want to sit in that middle seat. Now I'm like, I park my buns right down here and I'm happy to do so because I feel comfortable enough that I'm there. I can yeah. sit there. So it's, it, and then going through the subway turnstile, you know, without sort of squishing through and side to side, it's, it's these, these little simple things that we take for granted. So when they, when we start to recognize the change in them, a lot of that helped me to lose my weight and now maintain my weight. So what is, what is next for you? What are you planning next? <laughs> and... For all of my listeners, where can they find you so that they can follow your journey? Wow. Well, um, next right now, as you said, like it, I'm very busy. I've just started this role, um, and it's, it's permanent part-time, and I'm super happy. I'm very much busy with the uh, planning the, the wellness program, uh, revamping it, I guess, because they, they've had one. The three hospitals just merged, and... Um, so I'm managing the existing program. I've just, what I'm, actually, I will share briefly what I'm excited about uh, with them. Uh, what I'm designing is wellness pop-ups. 
So oh. basically, um, there's such a, it's such a busy uh, place, as you can imagine. My uh, colleagues and employees are um, my colleagues and employees are um, very bu- busy saving lives. So having them come out to fitness, c- come out to workshops, and so forth, is a huge challenge. And so what is, what's very successful for them, we have one program where we go to the departments directly and they have participation in that. So what I've decided was I'm going to create a wellness pop-up menu and basically they can order what they like off the wellness menu. So sort of playing, sort of taking that from borrowing that from sort of the restaurant pop-up idea and the retail pop-ups that we see, I thought, you know, I'm going to use that theme and it's my uh, it, that's the next that's the next big thing and they're gonna I've got to create the whole menu and sort of using that whole restaurant theme but uh, yeah so far the feedback uh, I've gotten from uh, management has been really positive some of the employees I've discussed that with they're super excited so that's that's my focus right now and then from there I'm still teaching uh, classes with the city of Toronto um, I'm currently at Port Union Community Center, Lamaroo, and Centennial Community Centers, but this, that's for the spring session. Uh, if they want to find me, they're probably best to, um, what I can do, Candice, is give you my email. Uh, if, oh, actually, Zumba.com. Uh, Zumba.com. If they go to the website, my, my classes will be updated because I had to sort of begin there and update them. Um, we'll be all, for, the, for the Zumba, we'll be on there. So that's okay. the best place. Or they can reach you directly and I can, you can pass off, pass along my email and everything to them. Okay. Um, and your blog, where can they go to check out your blog? www.keepwellsimple.com or keepwellnesssimple.com. <laughs> awesome. Now, final question. Uh, first, I would like to say thank you very much for taking your time and sharing your journey with me and my listeners and giving all of your insights and your tips on how people that maybe are on that weight loss journey or are trying to figure out their own wellness journey, how they can do so. Um, For my final question, what is your perspective on positivity? My perspective on positivity is, that's a hard question to answer, Candice. <laughs> it's, it's doable. It's doable. Um, it's, it's smiling. It's recognizing that there are moments every single day that positivity can be found. Uh, it could just be today looking, looking upstairs, looking outside and seeing the sun shining. It's not raining. It's not snowing. There's no ice storm. It's, it's, it's doable. I think that is, I think that's probably, I think that's the word that pops into my head right now. You know, I like, that. <laughs> I, really, I, I really like that. Why, why I've chosen um, that question as my final is I have a couple of, a couple of reasons. One is everybody always asks, well, what's your, pos- what's your perspective on happiness or, or that? And I, and I got thinking, well, what are people's perspectives on positivity? Because everyone's got a different aspect on how they look at it or how they feel about it or yeah. what, they bring to, what they bring to positivity. And my second 
is I'm trying with my with this podcast. What I'm really wanting to take is um, all my information, combining some things and uh, and writing a book called Pop. And it's going to be all of the perspectives on positivity that I've gotten from my guests, um, from the episodes that I have just done solely myself, mm-hmm. and write a book on on different perspectives on of positivity and how to live a positive life. Wow, that's awesome. So your doable one. <laughs> you said that. To be completely honest, uh-huh. the first thing I got in my head was, that's a chapter name. Wow, wow. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad I can help. Positivity <laughs> is a chapter name. Like, that, like, it is doable. It is doable. I yeah. really, really like that. Awesome. Uh, thank you once again. No so problem. For your time. I enjoyed catching up with you. It's unfortunate that I won't be at CanFit this year, but yes. I complained. I'm a maid of honor to my my person. I call her my person. She's getting married to her boyfriend of 10 years. Awesome. I, and it's in Nova Scotia. So uh. I really can't complain that I'm not there because I really, really wouldn't want to be anywhere else but beside her. Yes, so unfortunate I won't be seeing all my awesome volunteer friends and, of course, Sergeant Ken and all of that. But yeah, no worries. Well, well, we'll catch up soon. And thank you again for the opportunity. I hope I've uh, shared some insight. It was, it's been great uh, catching up with you as well. And uh, don't be a stranger. We'll connect soon. Yes. <laughs> See you later. Take care. Thank you.